Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 193 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by one of Texas's rapidly rising stars, Mia Friday. Now let's chat. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to make this quick disclaimer. This episode with Mia was literally filmed a couple of weeks before the passing of Slipknot's drummer, Joey Jordison. And we discussed Joey because Mia strongly looks up to him in regards to her own band that she is currently a part of. And Slipknot is one of her favorite bands ever. So we do touch upon that. But I just wanted to note that this was filmed prior to the passing passing of Slipknot's drummer and co-founder Joey Jordison. May he rest in peace and when I found out the news my heart just instantly dropped but I think it is important to share Mia's love for him and let you guys in on why she looks up to him and all of that. So just giving a quick disclaimer this was filmed a couple of weeks prior to his passing earlier this summer but I still had a fantastic conversation with Mia that I can now share with everybody listening. So without further ado, let's get on to my chat with the lovely Mia Friday. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by an amazing rising star in professional wrestling, Mia Friday. So how are you doing today, Mia? Good. Thank you for having me. Of course, I am super excited to be chatting with you. You have a lot going on right now with you, but looking back on this past year and a half of craziness in the world, how do you think you've managed to stay positive or sane? Because you've been doing a lot. I'm Yes, it has been a lot, you know, with, yeah, I made my debut kind of like, right some it was and it was somewhere in the middle of covid right and yeah so this is the entire time that i've been like wrestling on shows it's been trying to deal with like covid and then like starting like my freshman year at high school mm-hmm. and then there's all just a lot of mess you know and really just like you like have to keep putting these like positive thoughts into your mind you know like you have to keep waking up every morning and deciding like i'm going to go after my dreams you know i'm going to push through everything And just do it, you know? Now, you mentioned, obviously, you made your professional wrestling debut, like, early fall last year, I believe. And then, obviously, school. But you also are part of a rock band as a drummer, correct? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't don't mention it as much. (laughs) But, yes, I do this... uh, this whole band thing with this place called school of rock and Mm -hmm. we put on shows um every couple of months and it's super fun like i'm i've always been into like heavy metal and hard Mm -hmm. rock and to like you know just pick up an instrument and start just like jamming out and headbanging and all that like i love that stuff so how or or when did you even discover that you had this musical talent or ability or was it just the love for that hard rock like you said i i think it was because like right whenever the like quarantine hit that's when I really started getting into like Slipknot and Metallica and Korn and just like 
I guess when you're cooped up inside for so long, it's like the only thing that you can really do. Just listen to those songs over and over again and just fangirl. And then it just ended up, you know, like consuming my life. And um, I just decided, like, I got to take this up, you know, <laughs> like, this is cool to me and I want to do it, you know. Yeah. So so like you said, you're at the School of Rock at College Station. And so how did this band actually come to assemble? Was did you guys know each other beforehand or was it kind of thrown together? So the way it works is that um, each week we have a lesson and we have um, a band rehearsal. So all the students have their own individual lessons and then we all come together and then we get these assigned songs and then we have to like figure them out on our own. You know, we're all just some kids trying to make some music. Oh, okay. And I know one of your idols is Joey Jordison, correct? If I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh my gosh. How do you know this? (laughs) (laughs) It's really cool, though, because obviously you're you're drumming and everything. So what about Joey Jordison really captivates you music wise? And why is he your idol? Oh, my gosh. I just when when I was just stuck during quarantine, watching all these Slipknot performances, I think his style was just so different. And he stood out like so much, not even just in Slipknot, but from all these other metal drummers. He had just this super creative style and he's hardworking, and he's like super short. He's like an underdog, <laughs> and he just like his style of playing and his whole attitude, his whole charisma, just inspired me in some kind of way. That's really cool too. You're you're doing so much, like you said, professional wrestling, obviously school and all of that, and a rock band, all in the middle of a pandemic. Mia, that is <laughs> that's insane. But it's really cool that you have found you've been able to find multiple passions of of yours, obviously as well. But I, I'm curious too. Obviously, you are a big fan of hard rock. We have established this. Uh, have you experienced any concerts for hard rock, or maybe concerts in general? Sadly, no. I think the the only concert, the last concert I can remember was a Beyonce concert. And I was like 10 and I didn't really care. But I do already have my tickets to see Slipknot in October, which is my first ever metal show. I am, oh my God. I, am ex- mm-hmm. I am so excited. I'm just crazy excited. And so that'll be my first time, you know, getting out, experiencing all of this awesome metal world that's going on. That's super exciting. You know, honestly, concerts have been obviously I think I was probably around your same age. My first concert, I was, yeah, 15. Um, Obviously, like you said, you experienced Beyonce, but really one that you're really invested in. I was around the same age as you. And and so that's that's really cool that you get to experience that going forward, uh, barring, you know, obviously, if COVID whatever worsens, whatever. But how how excited are you? I mean, yeah, just like, ah. It's just whenever you watch these videos online in your bedroom late at night thinking, I want to be there so bad. And then you end up actually getting to go. It's unreal, you know? Yeah, especially too. So so you said you've experienced a Beyonce concert and you're obviously into hard rock. But is there any other genres or musical artists you think people would be surprised to see on your playlist? Excluding hard rock and all of that, of course. (laughs) I mean, it's all over the place, man. Like. For forever and always, Nicki Minaj, like ever since I was little, mm-hmm. like up until now, I will I will jam to Nicki all day. You know, I mean, we, we got a lot. We uh, Justin Bieber, you know, Katy Perry, sis Ariana Grande. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like every genre that you can mm-hmm. name, there's someone there's some artist out of there that I listen to from that genre. 
I highly agree with you. Katy Perry is my favorite female singer, so I'm glad we're on that same wavelength. And growing up with with Justin Bieber has been insane too. how far he's come and evolved. In that regard, though, tying in professional wrestling and music, if you could have any band or artist perform a live entrance for you to the ring, who do you think you would book in this fantasy world and why? Okay, so this is complete fantasy? Yes. Well, I mean, it could become a reality, Mia. You never know. <laughs> we've seen we've seen live music and professional wrestling crossover many times. That's true. That's true. But I mean, if I could have the reason why I'm, I'm wondering if this is fantasy, because I would definitely want my my favorite band of all time so not per- to perform. But at the same time, like I can't just be coming out Mia Friday to this all this <laughs> stuff, you know? I mean, I mean, you could see the thing is you shouldn't feel like you're cap like stuck inside this box. You see characters evolve all the time and people think outside of the box and people go outside their elements. So you never like they say, never say never really. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to not just like grow out of the Mia Friday character, mm-hmm. but I want to like expand on it. You know, like I don't want to keep the same hair every time and I want to switch up my gear and not come out like super happy, but still, you know, kind of fun, you know, to switch up the little things, you know? Yeah. So in that regard, then obviously you were still sporting the pink hair, correct? Right. Yeah. So if you were to evolve this character, then say next week, what do you envision it? Maybe your hair or your gear looking like, are you still, or are you still kind of at the drawing board in, in this stages right now? Yes, I'm at the. I'm legit, okay. like literally at the drawing board, like okay. writing down like drawings right now. <laughs> but yeah, really, I want to like because like right now I'm kind of at like a bubblegum kind of pink, but yeah. I kind of want to like kind of like a hot pink, something a little mm-hmm. bit more mature, you know. Then the gear a little bit darker right now. I have like this white and pink gear, which is mm-hmm. cute, but it gets dingy, and I kind of want to you know have some a little bit more, just kind of you know kind of mature teenagerish. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, 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 I feel you. Like you said, you're coming out kind of spunky and high energy all the time. Have you officially like portrayed a heel character at all yet in your career? Or has it been strictly babyface? Strictly babyface. I've like tried like a bunch of heel stuff during training and I still got to, you know, break out of my shell, you know. You're still really young, though. And I mean, there's definitely been instances like even I don't even know if you know her story, but like Alexa Bliss, for example, came in as this Tinkerbell to NXT. And she was like in in person, much like you, super nice, super bubbly. And she kind of struggled a bit finding her footing as becoming a heel as they wanted her to portray. But she quickly got into gear. And now she has definitely flourished as a big heel. And she can still go back to the baby face, but I think it takes time sometimes for sure, especially somebody still young and maybe looking and evolving much like yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, that that's definitely cool though, that you are recognizing that you want to make some changes and keep evolving your character. Cause not everything is linear in wrestling. Sometimes you got to switch it up, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Now, a few months ago, too, you made your debut for Reality of Wrestling, which I am such a huge fan of. And you recently reappeared at Row Diamonds Are Forever against Maddie Rankowski. So what has your experience been like at Row and working with a lot of their talent? It, I think it's one of the most premier, honestly, promotions in the U.S. Yes. On, honestly, I'm so grateful that I'm, I get to even like step foot in that building. And just the fact that I keep on getting like invited back over and over again, like it 
oh my gosh, it melts my heart because everyone there is so sweet and the facility is gigantic and everything is so professional. I mean, it's just a dream come true, you know? Especially too, like you've gotten to work with Roxy and now Maddie Rankowski. So somebody like Roxy, who I know you look up to a bit as she's a few years older than you, but she really started training it at about the same age that you did, like 13 years old. And she's had her path ahead of her now. So what is it like for you seeing somebody like a Roxy, much like yourself, start out so young and really progress and be so successful, I think? That's what, like, inspires me. And the coolest thing about Roxy, like, why I love her so much is because, like, she came to perform on one of uh, my home promotion Mm -hmm. shows. And I was still, like, working ring crew. I was 13. And, like, I went to go meet her. And she, like, immediately took me under her wing. She was like, here's my number. And she, like, text me if you need anything at all whatsoever. I'm here for you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, why are you being so sweet to me? So she's just always been just a mentor for me. And she really like inspires me to know that like I can make it, I can be successful as a young wrestler. You you definitely can. And as they say, you're, you're doing the dang thing, Mia. And it's <laughs> super cool to see you make your way around Texas, but hopefully expand to more in the future. But on the topic of all women shows like diamonds are forever, just like Roe much, just like Roe just had, we've, I feel like we've seen a steep rise in all women's shows and promotions in professional wrestling over the last few years. So I'm curious too, as somebody in the active professional wrestling game, like yourself, what are your thoughts on this? I would say revolution in women's wrestling today. I, it's something that I actually like never expected to happen because, you know, like you grow up and you don't see this kind of stuff on TV and then you start training and you're only training with all guys, you know, mm-hmm. and then now here we are now and all women's show and just all, all this talent of women that are being produced right now. And they're just multiplying and getting stronger. And I think it's just so cool to like to, to watch like a beautiful kind of evolution of women in wrestling, you know? Now, I'm curious to not inserting yourself into it, but what is your dream match in women's wrestling that you want to see someday, not involving yourself between like two other competitors? Ooh. Hmm. Like, like independent or anywhere? Honestly, it can be anywhere. How about we do independent and then we do the major promotion? So we'll do one of each, if that's okay with you. Well, can I like mix Ooh, them okay. yes you can, can mix can yes yeah and can it be from different timelines sure i want to see kylie ray versus og bailey that would be legendary. Oh. oh yeah yeah kind of that smiley kylie versus the hugger bailey oh my god yeah that's something <laughs> that a lot of people have always wanted including myself yeah i mean i look up to i, I kind of take like a little bit of inspiration mm-hmm. from both of those characters actually and i just think Oh, I just love the concept because like there's so many stories you can tell in each one of these matches. And I love how like with Kylie and Bailey, they can like work their character to all these little spots. And, you know, even like Bailey's old finisher, like the the belly to belly, like Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, because it's kind of like a hug too, but like, uh, like, yeah, I I completely understand that. I miss old Bailey, but it, it just shows that again, going back to evolving one's character. Now Bailey has really come into her own as this like role model, as she calls herself. And ding dong, hello, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she just <sighs> she evolved, you know. 
But I mean, never say never with Kylie Ray. Kylie is no stranger to Roe and the Texas wrestling scene, and she's back in professional wrestling now. So maybe sometime you'll get to cross paths with her. Ooh, ooh. goosebumps. Uh, now, outside of the Texas wrestling scene where you primarily are, what are the top two places on your bucket list that you'd like to travel to or may- just because or maybe for wrestling specifically? Ooh. Well, it's crazy because like a lot of the time I don't even try to think about promotions outside of Texas because, you know, like promote like Texas just is just huge with all like mm-hmm. with Texas wrestling. But definitely I want to get out to um Florida. Florida has a lot going on, you know, California, New York, Chicago. I'm just naming off places now. <laughs> but you know, all of those like bigger places with like the big cities and everything, because it's fun because whenever I travel to Houston to go to Row and I get to pass by all of these fancy buildings and all of this fancy industrialization stuff, it's so cool. It feels like a road trip, except I'm getting to you know, live my dream and go wrestle, you know? So all of those big places. Yeah. Like you said, there's obviously a huge, like Texas in itself is in- amazing. Like you have Houston, San Antonio, e- everywhere. And then you have the California scene is really get granted. California is kind of a mess, like with the COVID situation, but their wrestling scene up and down the coast is amazing. The New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia area is huge. Like Northeast Chicago is another great hub for professional wrestling. So those are definitely some great hotspots that I can definitely see you popping up in, in the next few years, of course. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it, isn't it fun to think about though? They're like the possibilities really are limitless when you have like your whole future ahead of you. Right. Yeah. Like, like this really like, like this kind of call is what gets like my, my mind going. Like I could really do these kind of things. You don't really think about it until like it's being spoken out. And then you're like, wow, I could totally do that. You know? I, I'm curious too. Earlier, you said you're kind you're kind of trying to evolve Mia Friday and all of this, trying to make some changes. So, do you think that along those lines, you would change your moniker TGIF at all, or do you think that you're going to be sticking with that for a while? Then, that's what I don't know because I feel like it is kind of like a sort of less mature kind of gimmick, but. At the same time, like, it's so marketable and it's so clever and there's so many things you can play onto it. Like, I have no idea how I would, like, finish a promo without saying, oh, you're going to go MIA because Friday's just around the corner. Like, what would I do without that catchphrase? So, like, it's hard to think of those kind of things. So I think just for right now, I'm going to stick to it. But if I do think of something that's, like, better than what I have now, then definitely. Now, TGIF is definitely really marketable. It's a phrase we hear uh, very often, too. So I, I'm curious to know, though, if, you, if you've if you been sponsored by TGI Fridays yet. You can do that? What? <laughs> well, I'm just saying they, they should <laughs> sponsor you, especially as you're basically you're kind of indirectly marketing them to like TGIF Fridays. You know, again, I, I, I believe their headquarters is in, is in Texas, too, as well. So, I mean. It's right yeah, there. it sucks because the only one that is in my town got closed down. So oh. I, I never even see them oh. anymore. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no, that's just something I was wondering. I was like, they need to sponsor you again, though, though, if they're closing down, then then maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, there's there's a lot of possibilities. But talking about like restaurants and all of that, seriously, though, what are some of your favorite cheat meals or maybe just go to places to eat for you in everyday life? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, definitely Chick-fil-A. And in the past, before like I like I started getting like super duper serious Mm -hmm. about wrestling, uh, me and my buddy Zane, after every Lions Pride show, we would always go to McDonald's and I get my homestyle burger plain and dry with a medium fry and a mango pineapple smoothie. But (laughs) I don't know her order. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. I just I kind of like get away from fast food now not because like i'm like oh i can't eat this mm-hmm. it's so bad for me huh but it's just like like i you, the more like dedicated you start getting mm-hmm. the more you you less start craving it you know like you don't even want that in the first place you know well i i wouldn't know personally because i still eat it like at least <laughs> at least once a week i would say but i can imagine though as you're trying to shape up and obviously keep fit and all that is so you can meet the demands of of professional wrestling i i can understand that in a way for sure but uh, switching gears here i i'm very curious too like this is not even wrestling related at all growing up in a different in a different generation say to myself so i am turning 24 so i'm kind of like in the middle between millennial and gen z before we dive more into that how active are you if at all on tiktok before i lead into my follow up question i deleted tiktok because i was so done with it <laughs> <laughs> well what was your then with it my experience with tiktok yes mm, well it was it's a roller coaster because mm-hmm. you're scrolling for one thing and then the next thing you know it's like 4 a.m and you're like oh my god so i don't know i was just over with i'm like this is this is killing my productivity and it's pointless and it's mindless and i'm probably not going to get any bookings if i keep on maintaining my tiktok so i just deleted it you know See, that's fair, though, because somebody like myself, like up until a month ago, I I didn't delete it, but I am not active on it anymore, at least scrolling wise. But like you said, I would literally be up till four or five in the morning, just mindlessly, mindlessly scrolling for like four or five hours because I'm like, I'm trying to go go to bed at like 11 or 12. And then all of a sudden it's four or five in the morning. You're like, how did we get here? Exactly. Okay. I I understand that though. I was just wondering because I was before you deleted it though, I, I just want to know like cure out of curiosity, what sides of TikTok were you on or was it just random stuff? It it's I feel like it changed every week. Okay. Like um woo, this is so far to think back into. Okay, <laughs> at first I had like Charlie D'Amelio uh, TikTok dance. Yep. Okay. And then then I had metalhead then i had alternative Mm -hmm. then i had gay then i had gay alternative and then um i I think i got into sire people are like boiling like a cow head or something like that then i'm like okay that's what i'm done how do you even get there mia (laughs) (laughs) so funny though it's crazy though how many like different sides you end up on like like i was on among us tiktok for a while because that was a huge (laughs) thing and like cat tiktok um like um retail tiktok but that's because that's like my day job and i could relate to that stuff um and then like wrestling tiktok and like i carly tick it's crazy though like how the algorithm like knows you like you find Mm -hmm. one thing and then all of a sudden the next like hour is just that thing it's crazy (laughs) 
But anyways, I digress. Now, lastly, to wrap things up, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that you think inspires or empowers you the most? I'm definitely going to have to go with Roxy. Like, like I said before, she is such a mentor to me and not just an inspiration to me, but like all these other little girls, like she started like a whole chain reaction of girls joining at a young age like including me you know so I definitely like owe a lot of my success to her you know like she it's funny because like she wouldn't even realize these kind of things mm-hmm. she's just like being the way she is you know yeah. just being nice just being a role model but like to me that's kind of stuff is what changed my life you know so definitely Roxy she is incredible. I've had the uh, f- the pleasure of interviewing her twice before. And even just the way she talks again, she's she's still young. She's still in her teens. But much like much like you said, she's inspiring a lot of younger girls to start training at, at a younger age because she started at around the same age you did. And so it's really cool to see her growing, but also inspiring others much like yourself. It's wild. This thing called professional wrestling, right? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> But before I let you go, Mia, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes. So on Instagram, um, you can follow me at It's Mia Friday. Same thing goes for Twitter, Facebook. I got a Facebook page and then YouTube, Mia Friday. I would really appreciate it. Y'all go out and support me because uh, social media is so important for independent wrestlers. It's crucial. So I'd really appreciate the support. Thank you. And you also have some dope shirts available, right? Yes, I do. I got some shirts. I got some bracelets, autographs. So yeah, go message me. Hit me up for some. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mia. It's been a huge pleasure. Yes, thank you. This, again, I am so amazed to see you being so successful and you're really just starting out your journey because, you know, the pandemic has been a thing, but things are slowly getting back to normal. And it's so cool to see you out there more. And I don't know how you balance everything, but kudos to you for everything that you're doing and you are going to continue to thrive. I have no doubt about that. Oh, thank you so much.